0: Another episode of the Biohacker Bondi podcast where we get into all things health, wellness, longevity, and of course, biohacking. I'm your host, Jenny Jones, and today's episode, we dive deep into the world of peptides with the CEO and co-founder of Lovers Health, John Mark Perreault. In this episode, John Mark, an entrepreneur with a rich background in tech, product leadership, and a personal history as a fitness trainer, opens up about his intimate journey towards discovering the potent world of peptides. After facing debilitating injuries that conventional therapies couldn't heal, his path led him to uncharted territories of health and wellness, eventually inspiring the genesis of Lover's Health. We delve deep into the essence of his company, exploring the revolutionary realm of peptides from his personal health journey that ignited his passion to start a company dedicated to such a pioneering field, John Mark unveils it all. We discuss the obstacles faced in starting a company with regulatory hurdles, the remarkable healing properties of peptides, and practical insights into their usage. Furthermore, we'll get a behind the scenes look at the stringent quality controls and manufacturing processes that ensure the efficiency of lovers' health products. John Mark will also share his vision for the future of his company and the broader landscape of regenerative medicine. Join us for this amazing conversation all about peptides. This episode is full of insightful information for anyone looking to dive deep into the healing science of peptides and the transformative world of biohacking. So now let's get into it. Welcome to the Biohacker Blondie podcast, uh, where we talk all things health, wellness, biohacking, longevity. And we are with the amazing John Mark that uh, started an amazing company called Levers. And we're going to get all into um, his health journey, his business, and what's behind peptides. We're going to get a lot into peptides, which I'm so excited for because I am a big advocate for peptides. Um, I think it's a great um, health hack, longevity hack. But um, so thank you for coming to my podcast and taking the time out of your day to be here and talk all things health, wellness, peptides. So Let's get into it. Um, If you want to introduce yourself and I don't know where you want to start, we could get into your company or your health journey, how you got into this space as well, because that wasn't what you initially did. So yeah, so this is like you're not a doctor. Right. Um, so how did you get into this health space? Because also everyone knows you in this health space.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And so. laughs> kind of. Well, thank you for having me. It's, okay. it's great to be here. I think it's fun to do this on a Friday because it's like, I don't know, like end of the week is always nice. It's a little more relaxed and it's like yeah. fun to have conversations like
0: these. So. Yeah. And you just got back from New York. So, mm-hmm. and you're a little exhausted. A
1: little <laughs> tired, but it's also like New York is always so stimulating and energizing. I love LA because it's Balanced and it's healthy, and I have like my space here. But yeah. New York for me, like, fills my battery in a way because people are just so, so on it I out know. there. I it, don't know if like, I could do that all the time. But. It's like this
0: love hate with relationship with New yeah, York because yeah. it's like I love it, I love the energy, but I also love the beach and like this life here. And so it's like you almost want to be bi coastal. Yeah. So we should just like that's have what a, yeah that's
1: what we're working on. That's yeah. what I decided. I was like yeah definitely New York's happening, but I love it here. It's so healthy. It's so balanced
0: here. I know, but the energy like the go get like mm-hmm. it's just a different level. Yeah. in New
1: York it was really inspiring.
0: Oh, but it's safe.
1: great to be here. Thanks for having me. My name is John Mark. John Mark Perro is my last name. John Mark is my first name. It's two names.
0: Okay, okay. uh, Two
1: first names. (laughs) Good to know. Um, Yep. (laughs) And I've lived in L.A. now for two years. Um, I ended up here when I was shutting down my first company. I had basically lost my life savings and needed a change, and I was going through a bunch of life stuff, and I ended up on a couch down in L.A., And I wasn't anticipating staying in L.A., but I just – everything fell into place once I got down here. And I ended up loving it and just meeting so many cool people, healthy, balanced, all sorts of people, entrepreneurs, fun people, like just an incredible community down in L.A. And so I loved it so much I decided to stay. And I've been here two years now. And I've been building levers since March. Um, so it's a very new company. Of this company. year. Yeah, of this, com- of this year. We- you just
0: started building it in March we and have developed start- this yeah. whole company.
1: In- right, and we're still very early and, and everything's been very flexible and fluid as we find, you know, as we get new information and we learn all the rules and we figure out what our customers want and all of that stuff. So it's been a very cool journey. Um, the story of how it came to be is that I always knew I I always knew I wanted to run a company. I love building. Like that has always been my thing. It's just so fun for me to a build a company and like all the things that come along with that, the challenges and building a team and figuring out customers and all that stuff. And then I love customer service as well. Like I always was like in service jobs in high school and college and it was just always fun for me to provide value to someone in that way and I really do think business is customer service and As that applies to a business in the health and wellness space, it's really like, how can we, you know, how can we deliver what people actually need? Yeah. Um, So that's been fun. And then levers, I stumbled across it. So this, so when I got to LA, this was two years ago, I I basically blew my life savings on my first company, which was a hardware company. We were making this gardening product, which was something that was cool and I loved. (laughs)
0: Which is so opposite of what this company now. So so you can do whatever you want, basically. Yeah, and and I got it.
1: Like I was a year in, we didn't even fully launch, and I was like, "Wow, this like the metrics don't really make sense. It would take years to get to market." I was thinking, if I want to start a company, I want to go about this the right way. And a year in, I was thinking, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have started this company. And so, rather than having a sunk cost there, I was, I was like, "Why don't I just like shut the doors?" go back to the drawing board and figure out what I want to do next. And so that was two years ago, and I needed to rebuild. So I I picked up a consulting job in L.A. I was like, I need to save some money to go launch into whatever's next. And so my first year and a half in LA, I was just consulting and saving money again and, and building community and like, you know, meeting people and having a great time.
0: Did you meet everyone in the health space since you moved? You just kind of have been building this amazing... because Kind yeah. of, so, yeah. It's such a community here it really in is, LA yeah. of health and wellness. Well, and, and- everyone knows
1: everyone, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, once you like, there's like little, I was talking with my buddy about this this morning. It's like, there, there's these little nodes and you meet one person and that like opens up this access. To this whole new amazing group of people,
0: yeah. And I think it's like if you love what you this this space, then it just keeps going, you yeah. know. Because it's like this is what I love to like my right. passion, and so it keeps growing because I love it so much. You yeah. Know? So obviously you do, and you have this health journey, right? Because you started. When did you first use peptides?
1: I first used peptides in. November of last year of 2022. Okay. And I've gone through, so I've had some injuries over the course of my life. Um, I used to be a personal trainer. I used to be like really into fitness. I grew up, I grew up on health. Like I grew up on green juice. My mom was raw vegan. She used to study with all these health practitioners back in the day.
0: you've always been extremely healthy?
1: ish i mean you know, like I, like i'm i've been you know blessed enough to where I don't have to work that hard at it i okay. mean I, I, I work hard i i work on my health i'm more of an 80 20 guy like yeah I still love croissants and i love my yeah. i love my occasional binges and stuff like that
0: and but. you can probably do that because you have like a good gut I have a, Micro- yes, yeah yeah i have a
1: rock solid so, gut. because i feel like a that. lot
0: of people cannot that causes either yeah. skin issues yeah, or right. whatever because they have their there's they done so much damage to their body. I think I've only had antibiotics twice in my entire life.
1: What? Yeah. I've been pretty lucky.
0: You are so lucky. Yeah. I, I think uh, there's a lot of things that, yeah, I've taken a lot of antibiotics. Like I just, and so I've, I need, I've had to do a lot of recovery. We'll just yeah, say
1: that. So. fair. Yeah. And my injuries have been more physical. Of, of, so I have two torn discs in my back, my L4, L5, and my L5S1. And I have a. I've had Ugh. several tears in my labrum and my hip, and I think th- those didn't really come at. Well, they built up over time. The back issue has always been recurring for probably the last ten years, and I've been dealing with chronic pain. So, what back pain? Back pain specifically, which I
0: feel like that's one of the
1: worst injuries. Yes, it's tough, and and realistically, I think it's like a third of men in have America have like really serious back pain, like chronic back pain. So it's, it's, it's so a, difficult. It's to an treat. incredibly common problem and most people just live with it I went to my doctor this is kind of what started me on the peptide journey I went to my doctor who's a very well respected very smart doctor in LA works on the the Dodgers and the Rams and he basically said like well do you have nerve pain and I was like no and he's like count your blessings and deal with it And I was like, okay, so like, what do I do? And he's like, well, you could do like PT. And I was like, I do that. You know, I do Pilates and these other things. Um, Like I'm
0: pretty healthy. Pretty healthy, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh, shoot, like, what do I do? So I've tried things over the years. I've done steroid shots, which is sort of short-term, but Mm -hmm. not really good for you long-term. I've done PRP in the spine and some other spaces. Didn't really see benefits from that. I started looking at regenerative medicine starting with stem cells because my, I was hearing about them on podcasts, mesenchymal stem cells derived from whether it's a placenta or an umbilical cord. Okay. And my dad had really good results going to a clinic, Dr. Riordan, who has a clinic in Panama and Texas. And my dad went to his clinic in Texas and had really good results for his sciatica, so nerve pain, and his back stuff. So like six months to a year after his procedure. His surgery, his, his <laughs> procedure, um, he had really great results. So I was like, okay, there's something here with stem cells. I was excited about medicine. I wanted to try it out. I did my research on a number of clinics. I chose one down in Mexico, um, which was more affordable than some of the other ones. I had heard about it on a podcast. A bunch of UFC fighters and stuff were going down there, so I was like, you know, seems legit.
0: So where did you go? Which what city?
1: I went to Tijuana.
0: Okay, Tijuana. Yeah. Can you? Do you want to say how much the? Uh, Cause it was. <laughs>
1: really expensive. Um, at the time, it was... One, like
0: over 10000
1: Yeah. At the okay. time, I transferred them a Bitcoin, which was like $24,000. Wow. Um, because
0: I, I mean, I've listened to Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield and stuff. But I think they said a full stem cell makeover was about 50000 60000 or something. That, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So you could have done the whole stem There's cell a, and done your... Yeah, right. The whole tune-up, all the joints yeah. and everything. So I
1: priced it out a few <laughs> clinics. There's so basically... That one was popular. There there was one in Colombia. I think Bio Accelerator was their name, and then there okay. was Doctor Riordan's clinic in Panama that I was looking at. And and this one in Tijuana was actually cheaper, and it was like a full week. It was like a spa week, and they package it and they bundle it with all these other things to make I don't know to make it the cost seem more palatable. I yeah. guess. Um, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: like, and, and like really like, like I had like, an, we'll, we'll give you the yeah. extra $1,000 yeah, like yeah, retreat yeah. Right, right, right. for the $25,000 stem cell. And all in all,
1: I would say I had an okay experience. Like doing it, looking back, I probably would have done it just because like, I, this is one of those things. There's so much like anecdotal evidence around stem cells, but not a lot of hard data where it's like, I heard a lot of reports and I just wanted to see for myself. And I yeah. think-
0: that, and then your dad did though.
1: Like my dad had a great okay. experience. Yeah. Okay. So that and was did, like. Did you?
0: Did he? You go see the same person? No, I didn't. Okay.
1: Um. I yeah. I. You maybe I will in the future. I do still believe. <laughs> like I do believe in stem cells. I just think. A, my back was progressed to a point where it was really bad. Anyways. Yeah. And B, like. Maybe I got a bad batch of stem cells. Like maybe they just didn't do that much. I know,
0: yeah. I've been listening to other podcasts too about the the quality and do they... Sure, yeah. Yeah. And and it's like one of those things,
1: like I also have this theory with all things health and wellness that like there's no magic bullets. There's no like one thing that's going to just make everything better. Yeah. But a combination of lifestyle changes... Good diet, sleep, exercise, all those things and, and if you'd use the right tools, all these biohacking things we have, and there's so many. Yeah. Right? If we use the right ones, each one can add a little bit. And a couple percent here and a couple percent here and a couple percent here. I think that all adds up to me like to meaningful changes. Yeah. And so I've heard
0: too like some I you know. Mark Hyman or whatever, they're like once I did these like five things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of boosted like either their have mitoc- something right, yeah. that kind of like reversed that like their health. Like yes. it, they but it was like a stack of things. Totally.
1: And it's like like a it's like a habit stack, right? It's like yeah. a it's like a health stack, right? Yeah. So I love yeah. that like shotgun approach I'm personally. Close this window. Okay. okay. So that's the volume. I don't know if it's gonna
0: <sighs> like the Oh, that's the nice,
1: yeah. So I, I went to this clinic. This kind of started me on the journey. I did this whole thing. It was very expensive. I was really excited. It was like NAD infusions, ah, a infrared thing too, sauna. Where you
0: spend all this money and is it going to work?
1: Yeah, who knows? Like,
0: that's the, that's the scary part, right. too. Where, But I think a lot of people are at it. a
1: point where they're willing to try anything. Yeah. And I wanted to try. I'm 33. I'm like, I want to be able to pick up my kids someday. Yeah. I, I'm looking at this as more preventative, really, mm. than, like, treating a, an acute problem, which I do have. I have chronic pain.
0: Yeah. but and I can—I mean, that's why I'm like, people, you know, I spend a lot on supplements or I've done mm. ozone. These things are a little bit expensive, but— I don't want to pay, you know, 20 years down the line Correct. and be, you know, have these like health issues and then pay a fortune for a disease. Right. So that's like, it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Like people invest in some things that are just like purses or whatever, but like your health is like the best investment. I think,
1: and that's like that. That's a lot of the core thesis around levers too. And we'll sort of get into like what levers is doing, but I, I agree in that, like, Health is the foundation for everything, and we take it for granted because we don't really think about it until we're sick. But if you're not healthy, that's the only thing you care about. And health is then the foundation that you can do all these other self actualizing things, and you can, like, you know, pursue the job of your dreams and all these things. And people still do that stuff with their own health challenges, but. I don't know. I just believe that health is the foundation for everything. And if we can enable people to have that foundation, whether we enable them to exercise more or sleep better or, you know, cure chronic pain or something like that, I think that just becomes – that enables a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. We are just going to take a quick pause to mention my amazing sponsor, Equip Foods. As you know, I am obsessed with their protein powder. I make smoothies every morning. The vanilla and strawberry are my favorite and I even add the protein powder to my cookies. However, I also want to talk about their beef liver supplements, which I take daily. Beef liver is full of nutrients and is basically the original multivitamin. I honestly can tell a difference with my overall health since I started eating liver and taking liver supplements daily. My hunger hormone is down, my skin looks better, and my muscle gain and strength has improved significantly. Now, I cannot contribute liver to the cure-all because it's a mix of things, but I truly believe liver has benefited my health in so many ways. Liver is one of the most abundant sources of a large variety of nutrients, including selenium, choline, folic acid, vitamin A, B12, and is also rich in vitamin D, potassium, iron, zinc, and copper, among many others. The nutrients found in beef liver support a multitude of biological processes, including healthy heart and brain function, healthy hair, normal digestive and metabolic function and energy levels. Equip Foods was so kindly to offer my listeners a 20% discount code, BiohackerBlondie20 for 20% off any other products, it will provide the link and discount code in the show notes as well. And for now, let's dive back into this episode. So then, so how did you want to start Levers? Because you did the stem cells. I did the
1: stem cells. I had an okay experience.
0: Okay experience, which a lot of people have asked me too about the stem cells. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I think it helped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. have you done exosomes? Have you tried exosomes by not any yet, okay.
1: I believe in them. I think they work. i'm I'm curious to try them. I'm yeah. now a founder, and I don't have a lot of money, so, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> so I gotta really pick and choose. But that's what I liked about peptides because yeah, they I,
0: I, I think it's a great like it's not that expensive. Right. You can do it yourself, um mm-hmm. order them and do it yourself, and then so you don't really have to go to a you know a functional. A you medicine should. doctor.
1: You should go through a doctor, but we'll get into the complications around uh. that soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's. You know, a little sketchy with the peptides we'll say but um, so back to your health journey so then you got in so why did you start doing peptides which was your first one yeah how did you fall in love with peptides and now you started it's
1: such a a journey so I was traveling and one of my friends stayed at my house I had two friends stay at my house one was going to a biohacker conference and the other one was it was like the Dave Asprey conference a couple years years ago and the other one was just staying there and I got home and I found these vials of peptides in my fridge and I didn't know what they were at the time. I'm like, "What the heck are these?" I texted my friend, like, "What? What are these things?" And he's like, "Do you have, do you have needles in your house? Because I do." And I'm like, "If I someone, do now, yeah, someone <laughs> yeah, me, right,
0: right, they're gonna be like, what is wrong with this woman?'" I, know.
1: <laughs> like, I think we need to normalize people injecting themselves. I know like, that's a, it's I know. a very common route.
0: Honestly, I, like, I was I was shaking the first time I did it. Okay. I was like, I have needles. It's scary. You know? Yeah, and then there's all like, these negative
1: connotations with it too. That's yeah. like. Drug use or mm-hmm. all yeah, these so other there's things. that
0: too. I'm like, people probably think if they see my needles or something like <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's just peptides, it's right? Just like, I know my house like is, growth hormone and like a lot of s- stuff
1: in it. <laughs> but I find them and I call my buddy. I'm like, what are these? He's like, oh, these are peptides. He's like, how do you think I got so jacked for Burning Man? I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, what are what are they? He's like, well, they're like a more natural route towards like, you know, you could get a lot of fat-burning, muscle-building, recovery-type um, profiles with peptides. And he's like, according to all the doctors I've talked to, they're a much more natural and safe way to go about it. And so I was like, oh, I'm very interested. I started doing research. I talked to a couple doctors. And there's basically two ways to get peptides. You could go online and buy, quote-unquote, for research use only peptides, which are not regulated. They're pretty cheap, um, but there's no there's no regulatory body that's just like validating that they're actually as pure as they say they are. And I think that's the big risk with research peptides as well as not working with a doctor who understands blood work, who understands like when and how much and, you know, dosing protocols and stuff like that. So the whole like research peptide space is like, you know, everything's on Reddit. It's like a bunch of people just kind of figuring it out as they go and, the better route has always been to go through a doctor. And so I, st- I talked with a few doctors. I basically said, hey, here's my problems. I have chronic uh, lower back pain. I have a torn labrum in my hip, which is like it just it's like very inflamed. Um, so I was looking to decrease inflammation and looking for like ligament and like, like tissue regeneration. And they said, oh, you should go on these peptides. Um, they recommended the, f- the first stack I started with was... Um, what was it, BPC-157, which is like one of the like all-star peptides for mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't put me on a growth hormone secretagogue. Those are the other really common ones, and those are the ones we love at Levers. Um, but they actually put me on IGF-1, which is the downstream product of the growth hormone mm, okay. And I actually had an adverse, like I was getting swelling when
0: I was injecting that one. So well, Swelling in the area the, or swelling the, like Like wherever, all over. wherever I
1: injected it. Okay. So I had like I had like a red mark every time I injected it, and I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, which is like the one of the more common side effects. Like if you have a side effect from peptides, typically it's an injection site thing. Okay. So then I switched to a growth hormone secretagogue um, after talking with a couple more doctors. And so those were the two I was on. I also tried thymusin beta-4. Mm-hmm. I tried a fragment of that called TB500, which is like a shorter piece of the thymusin beta-4 peptide. Okay, um, Yeah. And that one, I think it was working. It's just like it was also really expensive, and so I was like, if I can only do a few, I'm gonna like I'm I was I was actually I know I want
0: all of them totally. But it's like you have to pick and choose because they're hundreds of dollars yes, each, right. and so you're just like, which one should I do? Yeah. Which ones are like gonna benefit me the most? Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that I is ha- like
1: yeah, I had amazing results with the BPC and the growth hormone secretagogues. And
0: were you injecting that into your back? Were you injecting? I was just doing stomach. subdermal. Yeah, okay. just into,
1: my, into my, my skin.
0: My old doctor, Matt Cook, like he would have, like, especially even during COVID, he would, um, people were having issues but couldn't come into the office or like mm-hmm. overseas mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. So he actually would just send out videos of how to do it nice. for like even like knee recovery yeah, okay, and stuff. Okay. But he would have them inject it around that area. Yeah.
1: and that's oftentimes recommended by doctors specifically with BPC. There's a more localized effect. It promotes angiogenesis, which is the formation of new blood vessels. So the idea is the closer you can get it to the local problem, the better it's going to be. But you are going to get sort of full-body effects no matter where you inject it. And so my thought with that was like, I don't want to poke a tendon the wrong way. I know.
0: That's why I'm like, like at the knee. Yeah, I right. just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Po- yes. I, I've never done that, but I'm assuming it's not yeah, fun. I'm already injecting <laughs> myself with needles.
1: I didn't want to get like too, like with the, the hip. The fat
0: I, on the stomach is safe. Yeah. I feel pretty safe there, but yeah.
1: So I started doing that. I was like, okay, these are working. And that was like helping my injury recovery journey. Simultaneously, I knew I wanted to start a new company. I just didn't know what. Yeah. And living in LA, I think- it's such a bubble. Everywhere's a bubble. New York's a bubble. San Francisco's a bubble. LA's a bubble. And everyone in LA is, like, a creator or has, like, a consumer brand. Yeah. <laughs> and I was finding myself get, getting, like, caught up in that cycle, thinking, like, all my new business ideas were, like, around those two spaces. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I really, like, I was, like, what, I was like, what do I want to do? And so I wanted, like, my first business I started, I just kind of started building the thing I wanted to build, and that didn't work out so well. And so I wanted to take a more rigorous process to actually figuring out what to build as a business. So I moved, this was February of this year. I moved to Mexico for three months just to get away from the noise and like figure this out. And I started a process. I called it, I like broke it out into a couple phases, but like the first phase was actually figuring out like, what are the end? Like, what's my, why, what am I, why am I doing this? Where do I want to get? And then like, how? How? What are the different paths to get there? I could build a business. I could buy a business. I could join others. I could work and save money and buy real estate. You know, there's like there's tons of ways. There's to,
0: and then AI now infinite, and everything. Yep. So it's like you can go like which do yeah which, yeah. So starting
1: with a blank canvas is kind of hard, right? Because yeah. you have unli- and what a blessing that we have. We feel like we have unlimited options, right? Because not everyone has all the options. Yeah, to have. yeah. Um, but starting with a blank canvas that was a little too broad. So I wanted to narrow that down. So I created what I called like my business rubric of like how to, it was a system of how to down select and figure out a business to start. And the way I started that was I just started listing and ranking my goals in a business. And I I, I thought about the why. I thought about the different paths to get there. And then I started listing out things like, you know, for me, the ability to cash flow or validate soon was like a very important thing because I didn't have a lot of money. And so that would then prevent me from maybe taking a giant swing on a, call it like a climate tech company that takes 10 years to build, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there was all these these things. Market growth was a big one. Like, why not ride a wave, then like try to like push a rock uphill in like yeah. a market that's stagnating?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wrote
1: all these like elements of a business that I wanted, and then anytime I had an idea or I thought about spaces, like health and wellness was always something I was interested in. So anytime I had an idea in that space, I would rank it against this rubric and see like how it stacked up. And so that was like a really nice filtering hmm. mechanism for me.
0: Yeah, that's a good business and, strategy. And when I
1: stumbled, and then I was thinking like <laughs> health and wellness as a, as a space is like awesome for me. I love it. Yeah, like it's, I it's love a, it. It's so fun. Um, I, I
0: mean, also I'm like, There's a lot of toxic people out there, Mm. (laughs) something I think of, and if you're not healthy on the inside, you're Mm. not going to be kind of a beautiful like person on the outside. Yeah, I like that. So I'm like this space, I feel like people are healthy inside and also can be a good person on the outside Mm. because, you know, they're feeding themselves like-
1: yeah, you know, that's I like that. I've never thought about it that way.
0: So that's why I love this space too, because I think people are just health, you know, healthier yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah,
1: there's a quote I love just as a counterpoint to that. It's like obsession with health is terribly unhealthy. It's like it's like if you you know if you're so paranoid that you never and you know like some people take it pretty far. Um, yeah, and Brian like, Johnson. yeah, if you never eat a cookie. Um, I think he's pushing this space forward in a great way. But, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so there's a so spectrum. <laughs> but so I started having these ideas. I was ranking them against the rubric. And then I was like, oh, peptides. What if, like, we prescribed and shipped peptides to people and, like, did it a, in, a, in a clean, by-the-book way? Because I was seeing the industry as a whole, and I talked with doctors. And basically there's, like, a few doctors in the space that are more well-known and there's like a network of, there's probably a few thousand doctors. A lot of them are part of what's some, something called the International Peptide Society. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, it's run by this guy, Dr. Seeds, who's a bigger doctor in the space for peptides. He's like, he's like the peptides doctor. Okay. Um, and so How that do was I like. Not
0: f- I, does he have an Instagram?
1: He's not a big social media okay. person, but he has a whole organization that trains other doctors. Okay. Most, yeah, a lot of doctors in the peptide space would know who he is.
0: Are they silent because they don't want?
1: (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Well, the other thing I found, and this was actually like favorable for my business, is that peptides are such a sort of nascent industry that like the people that are big in the peptide space are still this kind of like rebel army of doctors and practitioners, right? It's not like Peter Atiyah and Andrew Huberman pushing peptides. Yeah, It's like these other sort of, like almost, fr- I don't want to say fringe, but like more like a little more on the alternative integrative side. Um, and it's this, it, it really feels like this kind of like rebel movement of like, hey, here's these great drugs that seem to be very safe and they're doing, they're, they're getting amazing patient outcomes with them. But okay. I saw that as a kind of a good thing for our business, because to me that signaled that there's opportunity to be a leader in the space. Yeah. And, and not to say like, like these doctors know in, in, they're an incredible wealth of knowledge on peptides. I just think it's so new that there's there's not a bunch of people that have really risen, um, you know, to like real, like, like to be like famous or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing, I was thinking, okay, so what if we do like doctor prescribed peptides, you know, doing it by the book, but then doing it in a more telehealth fashion that's more in line with where, medicine seems to be heading with like convenience and home treatment and stuff like that. Because again, most people were going to their doctor. Some, maybe that doctor knows about peptides. A lot of the, a lot of doctors doing hormone therapy were also doing peptides. They like seem to go pretty hand in hand. Um, But that's like a traditional clinic model. Not a lot of people can access that. I was like, what if we just do the telehealth version of that? And so I started digging into that in February as I was sort of doing the rubric stuff. And then at some point I gave myself a deadline to just say like, I need to pick something. And when I put like peptides telehealth on my rubric, it like checked all the boxes and I was like, Oh great. This is a great starting point. And, and we'll get more into like the vision for levers, but I was like, this is something that we could at least be a first product and get some traction to then start differentiating out into other
0: things. And why did you not want to go maybe just the other route? Like you wanted to make it go through a doctor instead of just saying, you know, I'm going to start a peptide company like all the others? That's a good
1: question. <laughs> um, one model I really loved for this was I believe in peptides. I believe in regenerative medicine. I believe in I mean, alternate approaches every- to our model, our, our sort of traditional healthcare model. Yeah. And well, I sort of like one, one, person I look up to is Brian Johnson, uh, Brian Armstrong from Coinbase. Mm. And crypto is a nascent, lawless, or was very, very much like the Wild West. And their stance at Coinbase was, hey, as much as the rules are defined, we're going to follow the rules. And in doing so, they've become a leader in that space, and they've become this trusted authority that has now pushed for regulation changes and, like, they're pushing changes with the SEC. They're, they're like taking a lot of flack for a lot of this, you know, for, for being that leader. But my, th- my theory was if we go buy the book, like it's long term going to end up a little better for us. It's going to be more trustworthy. It's really like if we want to raise outside capital, we kind of got to have our, our ducks in a row. <laughs> mm. um, and so that was, the, that was, that's what sort Wide. of pushed me in that direction. Although yeah, there, you, we could start a research chemical company or something like that too. Yeah. Um, but I, that was the, the thesis was let's go buy the book. Which, be- we'll get it, and then, <laughs> which has now changed. The yeah. book has changed. <laughs> so I don't
0: know if you want to say, but yeah, yes, the FDA says no
1: more peptides. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, basically. It was compelling enough to start a business. I found a doctor, my co-founder, um, okay. Russ, who he's been prescribing peptides for years. He okay. runs a clinic in Arizona. Okay. I met him. I got introduced to him through a friend. I flew out to hang out with him and his wife. I was like, all right, let's like figure out if this is a fit. Yeah. Um and we really like we really vibed, which was nice. Like That's we great. had similar a business similar goals, <laughs> like similar outlooks on how to how to approach the business. It it was very much like has risk because most peptides are not approved by the FDA some yeah. are yeah and most aren't and so the entire industry operates in this like regulatory uncertainty zone mm-hmm. where doctors can prescribe them farm phar- compounding pharmacies can make them or could make them up until a couple weeks ago um and then based- but it was it was like no re- no one what do ever do you mean
0: compounding pharmacies So, a
1: compounding pharmacy, there's a number of pharmacies in the United States. They're regulated by a section, what's called 503A, uh, and they they do custom compounded medication. And what that means is a doctor can prescribe a medicine or a, a, a compound, a drug that is, may or may, usually is FDA approved but it might not be available in the right, like, dosage or format for someone to take it. Mm. Um, So a compounding pharmacy can take the drug and put that in a different form, or they can mix it with another drug if it's medically necessary. Okay. So you get a lot of custom products through compounding pharmacies. Okay, okay. And typically the 503A pharmacies custom compound—they basically custom make— medication for each individual person. So if you were to order peptides, if you were to get prescribed peptides, we would send your prescription to the compounding pharmacy and they would make Jenny's bottle and ship that to you.
0: I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mix them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: and I know I wanted to like, basically, the good thing is it's a really simple model because it's effectively drop shipping. The bad thing is you can't own the customer experience that comes from the pharmacy. I would love to have it in our box with, you know, beautiful packaging and these mixes and these other things. But until we we're just so new that we don't have the negotiating power to get that yet.
0: Okay. That's so interesting. So – so these other ones like, uh, you know, Peptide Sciences or there's like Limitless Life or something, Jay Campbell. There's a few, yeah. So where do, are they getting their peptides? Do you-
1: So my understanding, and I think this plays into the reason, one of, one of the reasons there is a recent change in the rules. Yeah. My understanding is that most research chemical companies and licensed compounding pharmacies are still getting their raw materials from overseas, mostly China, and the difference is not that that's necessarily bad. Like I have ma- <laughs> I have a, everyone like is like, oh, China, China is one of the best manufacturers in the world. may okay. maybe the best. You think um, they're clean? Doing and, tests? and well, then it just comes down to testing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've, I've a lot of my backgrounds in engineering and manufacturing, and I've worked with factories in China, and like, okay. there's standards around this stuff. And the analogy, another analogy to use is like. There's this this concept when you get LED lights, it's called binning, and you you basically they make LED lights, the the, the diodes, and not all of those are like perfect quality, mm-hmm. and so they start like separating them out, and so you have like the the nice bin, the medium bin, and the low bin. Yeah. And as a um, as a vendor, you can then work with your supplier and say, hey, I only want the good ones, I only want the medium ones, I only want the bad ones. <laughs> Um and, and similar to peptides. Price, I guess What's there's you? different purities of peptides. Okay. And it's takes more manufacturing and purification and testing effort to get the high purity
0: ones. Which always costs more.
1: Always costs more. So my okay. understanding is more or less all peptides are getting synthesized at the same place or from the same suppliers. Okay. The difference is in the testing once they get to the United Mm, States. Okay. And so that kind of
0: goes with all supplements and everything where it's like, that's the ones I trust more is like they have things backing up. Totally. They're doing third party. Heavy metal tested. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So this is also something we have to look out for with peptides. Correct. Okay. And the issue
1: with research chemical peptides Versus the the compounding pharmacies is compounding pharmacies are regulated by the FDA such that they have to batch test every, every um, shipment of peptides they get in. Mm. So they do, I think it's like, I don't know the acronym, but it's like a mass spectrometer type analysis where they actually like look at, is the chemical makeup of a peptide exactly what it says it is? Because the peptide bonds are fairly weak and... It's, you know, if you take a chain of peptides, which is, you know, let's say it's like 20 amino acids long and a piece of that has broken off, like that's a completely different molecule. Yeah. And that's where risk gets involved is if you don't have a pure source. So the 503A pharmacies are required to test everything that comes in. Okay. The researched pep- peptide companies are not required. Yeah. Not to say that they don't. Yeah. Maybe some of them do and they have, they ba- you know, they show stuff on their websites and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, what 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 do you trust? I don't I know. know. <laughs> but the 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 main difference is um you know the, the the actual compounding pharmacies do test everything and and you have a guarantee of purity there, uh, which is really why people should really be important. going through the compounding pharmacies. Yeah. And the research ones maybe they are maybe they are doing that testing. I know I mean I personally have a friend who has a research peptide company yeah. and I know that they do I, like, quality I trust test. this person I trust his quality. And so that's like, you know, that's something that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But there's no guarantee with the research chemicals. So that's like, that's the risk. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a lot. And so, and then, you know, on top of that, these a lot of these aren't FDA approved. So it's this kind of this like... I
0: know. And that's with all the wellness. That's why Proven is trying to like regulate these things before they get shut down. Right. Like even Canada is mm. shutting down supplements. So mm-hmm. it's like... We need to do something before, like, the FDA shuts down all wellness, because none of it's regulated. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So as of two weeks ago,
0: the FDA
1: issued a statement or a memo, guidance on um, two compounding pharmacies. So- hundreds of compounding pharmacies make tons of peptides for thousands of doctors all across the United States. Mm -hmm. They're not technically FDA approved. Actually nothing compound is, is FDA approved because it's custom made. Even if it's an FDA approved ingredient, it's still not an FDA approved
0: Is is Wagovi and those are, yeah, those are just FDA approved. And that's why you also are just selling, uh, going to sell just semi-glutide because that was FDA approved. So there is,
1: so again, back to the whole manufacturing and quality control thing. So, Wagovi and Ozempic are FDA approved under those brand names because not only is the compound FDA approved, the manufacturing process is FDA approved as well. So that ingredient, semaglutide, which is Ozempic and Wagovi, is a peptide. Yes. And it that ingredient is approved in those drugs.
0: And if everyone doesn't know by now, that's the one that everyone's taking for weight loss. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's actually it's actually pretty amazing for the people that need it.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean I've just I guess there's side effects and everything, but I'm definitely pro like semi glutide or Wagovi or Ozempic. I think um, there's a lot of health issues and it can decrease a lot of those things, you know? Sure. Yeah. Or help. And um, so I think the benefits outweigh, you know, Yeah. kind of the side effects.
1: Yeah. On, yeah, just on that. So, just, so the note there is that so you can compound. Ozempic and Wegovy, but anything that goes through a compounding pharmacy is technically not FDA approved because they haven't inspected the manufacturing process of each of those facilities essentially even though the ingredient is FDA approved. Yeah. But yeah, so so those ones any basic most peptides that aren't explicitly FDA approved just got banned. And there's various hypotheses.: of, I
0: know I am, of why okay, this I came have, to be.: I have definitely some <laughs> Yeah, I would love to
1: hear. I love I to hear them. <laughs> I,
0: don't know. I mean, I haven't done much research, which I'm sure you've done a lot of research now on this, like why they're shutting it down, but I, think, I mean they, they, you know, even with supplements, it's like they, don't, they want to make a product. Mm-hmm. So it's like these pharmaceutical companies are like, hey, this is just out there for anyone. It's this price. We want to take advantage and take over and then put our brand right. name on it and then sell it for whatever right. we want.
1: And I've heard mixed. I've spent a lot of money on
0: lawyers in this space. Like that was our <laughs> first like. Is that the health space? Basically,
1: just, we'll, we'll just going into like like going into a gray area of medicine with eyes wide open. Uh, we just wanted to know what, what is what is the law, and there's various interpretations of it. Um, I've heard mixed stories here, but peptides should be hard to patent because many of them are bioidentical molecules and they're just chains of amino acids. So they're not very commercially viable to for a drug company to go spend a bunch of money to go take through the regulatory mm. process. It takes, I, I believe in 2023, it's, $3 million just to even apply wow. to, to get a drug um, into the FDA's approval process. So and hard. there has to be such commercial upside that these drug companies will kind of push these through if we ever want to see them get approved. And there's just not because there's there's other – it seems to be there's other areas where they – people can make more money. Yeah. So it's, you know, weight loss is a big one where there's, you know, Novo Nordisk and these other companies are spending a lot of money to push these GLP-1s through because there's a lot of money to be had in them. But some of the other ones that have been used for years and are approved in other countries are just, these they kind of just float out kind there. kind of an
0: old school thing. I feel like Russia, I think, was like huge on peptides and like, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like these are like, yeah. they've been taking these for a long time. Yes, and many
1: doctors have been using them with amazing outcomes for years. I know people as are worried, well.
0: and I'm like everyone in this space. All the biohackers, longevity, sure. yeah. and th- they're all taking them. Yeah, like Mark Hyman has been taking. He's been putting them in his back. Yeah, Like totally. I mean, I, everyone is taking. I have so them. Like, many friends that do it like, as well. Yeah, like this whole space. Everyone's doing it. So, <laughs> but I mean, I, I get like, like. We
1: do need rules, right? Yeah. And it is safety little- is important. And, and the main challenge to peptides um, the quality. is basically, well, it's, it's the fact that there's not a lot of human studies on them. There are some. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence that says, hey, this worked well in my patient. But there's not a lot of clinical trials to show not it's it's really not just the positive outcomes it's more about potential adverse outcomes and yeah. you get that when you take wegovy and semaglutide through phase 3 clinical trials you get really good data on the negative outcomes what is interesting what is there what are those
0: negative outcomes
1: for um for the weight loss drugs for the GLP1 agonist the most common side effects are mostly GI issues so because it yeah. slows down your digestive tract a little bit Nausea, constipation, yeah. Um, some okay, people not, vomit.
0: Mostly not major. Like there's mostly not, not like-
1: major. There's been a few cases of acute pancreatitis,
0: mm. um,
1: and a couple sort of small fringe things, which you know, with a large enough sample size, you you would kind of expect to see these in a lot of drugs. Yeah. Um,
0: and there's always complications that you know someone's health.
1: Totally and so they can't, right. Yes, it
0: can't do what it's supposed to because they have other things. And yeah, going and there's on. certain profiles
1: you have to screen out for this. Okay,
0: too. and again, yeah. so
1: without taking some of these peptides through the the clinical um, trials, it's like we just don't know on a lot of this stuff. However, many of them, BPC, for example, it's like one of the most popular peptides out there. There's as Let's far as I can the benefit, find, there's really no. This one's
0: like- Supposed to be great for gut. Yeah. Supposed to be great for injuries,
1: inflammation. Inflammation. Um, what is and, the other? And uh, various like healing modalities, tissue healing. Um, it's it, called it, the
0: Wolverine peptide. So yeah. it's like very healing. There's a- but I also heard that for the gut, which I talked to this guy, he's all about peptides in Miami and um, at the conference. And so, but he mentioned that you're supposed to take it orally if you really want to help. That's your what guy. we
1: recommend. Well, like we actually have to stop selling it in two weeks, but no. we so recommend. That yeah, heal. yeah. We so recommend sad. as as far as it's a drug concern. Now, actually, oral BPC might be able to be classified as a supplement, in which case mm. it might not be banned. And so, okay. I would say the jury's still out on oral BPC. But the the thesis there is that's the fastest track to your gut is to take it orally yeah and it's actually so it's derived BPC is derived from your gut it's it's derived it's it's a fragment of another chemical so that's found in your gut already
0: This is the other thing with peptides is there like specific ones like thymus and alpha one is from your thymus gland yep. yeah. so how how is this how are these made so it's specific like, amino acids that e- for yeah. each one, like the thymus, the gut, yeah. whatever. So that's what makes them different. Correct. Okay. And they
1: used to like they used to like extract them and now there's like a I think it's called like solid phase peptide synthesis where they basically just tack on each amino acid and they create these chains mm-hmm. of amino acids. Thymus okay. and alpha one is a really interesting as it relates to the recent ban because it just got banned from compounding pharmacies for them to make it. Thymusin alpha-1 is My a favorite. peptide. It's naturally occurring in your thymus gland. It is approved in 35 countries for hepatitis B and viral, um, like even like in HIV support mm-hmm. and as an adjunct to chemotherapy to help deal with the side effects of chemotherapy. It's a really powerful immune modulator. People have been using it for mold toxicity. It's like... In terms that's of like top five I was, peptides. I had
0: mold and that's what my doctor had me on. Yeah.
1: So in terms of top five peptides, it's a top five peptide. Yeah. Not only that, it was FDA approved or it is FDA approved under the name, I think it's like Zandexta or like Sandesca. Hmm. And I was reading the study the other day. I wrote, I wrote down the name of the drug, but I was reading. So so it is FDA approved. So they took it through phase three clinical trials. And in 2,500 people that that went through the clinical trial, there was not a single adverse event reported. And so that's to me is like, okay, that's wild. Why are we banning a compounded peptide that
0: has no has been
1: FDA approved that has no known side effect or or adverse outcome? And that's where you start thinking about like incentives and like you what's know like really you, you can start spiraling on this stuff, but it's that one just blows my mind and um it's it's really sad it's really disappointing because these are people so help, get—
0: these are like they help people so much like yeah. and and that's the sad part is where it's like we're making it less accessible for people to heal
1: yeah oh
0: so, 100% i don't know why they're doing that i yeah. i don't get it um but who knows i don't know it's like, <laughs> like i yeah as a
1: business owner i like i can't I'm not going to fight the beast on this one. Yeah. Not now. You're gonna, I'm trying you're, to figure a, that's out. That's a big like, battle.
0: You're, yeah, you need a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It is
1: interesting how like back to that whole like Rebel Army analogy, I just went to a peptides conference. This was like four weeks ago probably. Yeah. And it was led by the, I think it's called the SSRP. It's Dr. Seeds, this well-known peptide doctor. And I've never seen so many healthy looking people in a room before. Wow. And I was saying it was mostly medical doctors, mostly allopathic doctors that were there. There's some naturopaths as well that are all along on this space. And it was so exciting, so encouraging to hear all their testimonials, what other gnarly drugs they're getting people off of with Mm. peptides. Mm -hmm. And then it's like crazy to think that, you know, as of two weeks ago, the access to most of those drugs just got cut off. Yeah, And I do think there's ways like people will, it's, I would say it's a developing story. Right now it seems like the compounding pharmacies aren't going to make the drugs. But there's other peptides that didn't get banned. And there's possibly new peptides that can, you know, be a tweaked a little bit, something. right? Can we call it something <laughs> else, right? So, so thymus and alpha-1 got banned faimelin which is a little different i don't know all the specifics of yeah, like what yeah. the, but i i got We're like, not
0: doctors here yeah yeah
1: i'm like a bro science <laughs>
0: <like>. <laughs> i'm a biohacker yeah.
1: um, so there's i, I don't know I, I think we'll the industry will find ways to adapt it yeah. is really sad to see a lot of these go away I get that you need safety and rules. And, yeah. and realistically, the source of the materials, most of them coming from China, I do think is a big part of this. Um, mm. Once you compound it, it's like it needs to be in a sterile environment. You're shipping it on ice. Like there's all these points in the chain where it could get contaminated. And yeah. so that, you know, that could be a risk. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that. But I think the, yeah, I think the industry will adapt a little bit. It is really sad to see. We as a company are like pivoting. Yeah. Um, we are now, for the short term, we're only going to focus on the peptides that are FDA-approved. Okay. Our weight loss program is going to be a big part of that. We see this. There are side effects to Ozempic and Wagovi, but for the people that need those drugs, it is life-changing to them. Mm-hmm. And the way we see it is the metabolic health benefits that come from being at a healthy weight vastly out.
0: outweigh the side effects of
1: of taking a drug.
0: And like, I've always thought too, like sometimes people just need to get to that point of losing that weight. Yeah. And then they start like introducing like healthier habits because they're like, I feel better. Yeah. I can now work out. I can now like, I want, I'm happier, you know? And that's
1: the vision for levers and the name levers like levers implies leverage And we see it like there's these major levers in your health that make a big difference, and everything's connected. So the ability to exercise, your diet, your sleep, your mindset, your relationships, um, supplements, drugs. There's all the sunlight. All these little things are different levers that we can tweak. Yeah, and if you can enable someone, I like that. If you can enable someone, let's say they're losing weight they now have more energy to get to the gym mm-hmm. you can start compounding and stacking all Just these things together
0: things in, yeah. and that's
1: the ultimate vision for levers is comprehensive like lifestyle improvement with health as the foundation. Because once you've set that foundation, you now have the ability to bring in all these other things. And so that's the big vision. We're starting with, you know, we just wanted to start with a couple products. Yeah. Um, Peptides were the compelling one. And now we have to adjust a little bit based off the new ruling. Yeah. But that is still the vision is like comprehensive lifestyle improvement through all levers starting with health. Yeah. And there's a ton to tackle within health. So I think we'll be there for the foreseeable future.
0: (laughs) I know what products, there's so many. I was going to ask you too, like, are you going to start, are you thinking maybe metformin, rapamycin, like start like including all these longevity drugs?
1: So so they're all very interesting. I I think we need to, we need to establish a, the business case for these drugs. And then, because there's plenty of, you know, there's other companies selling a lot of these. Yeah, Um, And then b like, Going back to leverage, and I know you have a lot of thoughts around this, it's like there's so many in the biohacking space, there's so many different options out there for people. So then Mm -hmm. it's like, what's going to be the most bang for your buck for a given person and their desired goals? Mm -hmm. Um, Some people really want to feel it, you know? And if you're taking rapamycin, you're probably not going to feel it.
0: Yeah, I know that's the hard part too, where it's like, some of these supplements too, you really don't know until you've taken it for about a month mm-hmm. or two months in or something. So it's like, how do you promote that as a business? Because right. a lot of people, you give them a sample, they're like, okay, great, yeah. They don't really get it, you know. And like NAD, I think is like it kind of compounds in your system to where you need to be doing it, like you know, or Nmn, Nr, mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of these. So like you know, and then I just started taking Timeline Nutrition, and I'm like. It's just, it's kind of expensive. Yeah, and I'm like, does this really do? But right. I actually I think I'm starting to feel the benefits. But like, I wouldn't really take it unless I was introduced and mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah. So that's another yeah. thing with wellness and, products. And it's yeah, it's hard to tease out what's doing what. Yeah.
1: And and again, like, what's what's the impact from each one happening individually, mm-hmm. and then w- what we're seeing <laughs> when you're too is like,
0: supplements. <laughs>
1: how is how are your lifestyle how is your lifestyle compounding the effect of whatever you're taking? And I think yeah. that's where there's a ton of opportunity, right? Because if you can, we were really focused, Our, our like one of our big profiles and focus was injury recovery. Mm. Because if you're injured, you can't get to the gym.
0: Which is a huge you, issue for people. And it impacts your mental health, right? Yeah. Like if you can't move, yeah. you get depressed. And people want to run. Like I, there's so many runners, like the Venice Run Club, that are injured. Yeah. And I'm like- I can go on. Like everyone's body. got if, something, right? I'm mean, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. And they can't run anymore. Yeah. They have to take, you know, it hinders like what you're you love. Yeah, which is so sad. So I'm like, but I'm like, maybe don't eat that like subway or whatever yeah. and cause inflammation. You sure. Know? Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> like if you're gonna yeah. do that to your body. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think. All our little biohacking toolkits, everything's a tool, right? Yeah. And when you pair that with other changes that make a big difference, so if that enables you to move more or sleep better or, like, like there's—if that can impact one of those other health levers, I think that's just, like, a way to build momentum and really, like, really turn someone's life around in, yeah. in a positive direction.
0: So, are you also thinking maybe of like with coaching, kind of, or you're just kind of going to organize it to where like we're it's still so early and yeah, there's only three of us and things just like <laughs> things just did a one eighty yeah, right, like right, two right. weeks ago. Um,
1: so, yes, yes, we'll get we'll get to all of that. I'd say right now, yeah, that is that that would be a goal. I would say we're in this customer discovery journey as well as like there's there's like we can give people what they need, but they also have to want it. Yeah. And so we're discovering with our customers what actually works for them. One thing that I've personally liked and I'd love to explore with our customers is some sort of like health journey or a dashboard or something that like they can track progress over time, whether that's, you know, with a weight loss program and sort of factors associated with that, but you could also input like you, you can get diet in there. Um once we start incorporating blood work, we can start getting blood where all the blood work oh, results be in great. there.
0: Big advocate, and there's plenty of
1: companies. There's plenty of great companies that are doing similar things in that space. Yeah. So we're sensitive to not like try and do everything right now. Yeah. But some 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 form of. Tracking and lifestyle improvement, whether that's through coaching or guides, and we also, you know, we got we got to kind of meet people where they're at too. So tailoring, and and we're kind of in this awesome age right now where that's more possible than ever Mm -hmm. with AI. Yeah, and so being able to meet people where they're at and deliver them the highest output. Services for their health journey, and so yeah. for one person that might be an exercise guide. Yeah. For another person, that might be a diet plan. Yeah. For another person, that might be mindset.
0: Yeah. And, and everyone's kind of on their own little journey, like yeah, gut health or yeah, injury or whatever, or just they're really healthy and want to improve like their fitness. Sure. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: And then there's, I also love like I love this idea of like you and I are relatively healthy. Yeah. Um, We always want to be healthier. Yeah. Um, But this idea of like people that are putting the work in already, this sort of the betterment of well people, it's like there's like helping people not be sick is huge. And that enables a standard of life that is amazing. But for the people that are generally pretty healthy – we want to be at peak performance. Yeah. And that's where these kind of more like fine-tuned <laughs> tweaks come in. And like,
0: like, I want more energy. Yeah, totally. More- <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to be able to just but knock myself a- out to sleep every night.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know. I've been taking this magnesium, which is like kind of – It's weird how one supplement can change your mm. sleep or mm-hmm. something. Or like I've been having dreams, which I'm Incredible. just like – Yeah. So I'm always like switching I, I
1: also love – I, I feel a difference with taking magnesium.
0: In. Really yeah. I know that's one thing you hear every doctor, biohacker they always say magnesium. Mm-hmm. Like, they what, just... like
1: seven different types of magnesium.
0: Though. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But that's one that everyone is just like magnesium, magnesium. Yeah. What are your thoughts on? Have you done NAD? I've done NAD. Okay. I've,
1: like I felt like it felt like I was I did uh, my stem cell spa week, I did like six days of NAD straight straight of how much probably like, like 500 milligrams a day i think okay nice um i think i was a gram a day a couple times and i literally felt like i was mainlining rock star energy drink i, I <laughs> liked it i liked it i'm like i, I always been that. like a caffeine guy you know like um Me
0: too.
1: <laughs> i've since heard mixed reviews okay on like yeah, and whether it's NAD or even at this at this peptide conference, I, I don't know all the specifics. But I, I've heard mixed reviews of like, okay, do we, do we really need that much? Because I believe it's like a— um,
0: They are starting to test to like our levels and then to see to like my friend, he's a doctor. He's like all NAD. Yeah, okay. A yeah, uh, longevity. So he's doing a lot of research behind because mm. there is no research. Yeah, There's not like a lot. It's hard to test sure. for— so, yeah, it's like, how much do we need? How yeah, much do right. we take? Like, this is like the whole health industry yeah. where we just don't know. Yeah. And then, like, I was having another conversation yesterday about glutathione. Okay, yeah. Because that's like, he's like, oh, liposomal glutathione is sure, one. and I don't know, so but.
1: Question for you is, like, how do you, as someone in this space who's, like, making sense of all this, but we're also not doctors. When they start talking about all the little pathways, it's like we know more than we did six months ago, yeah, right? Yeah. But we still don't know all the
0: science, science behind and all it. that. So, like so all the like, cells and the measuring and how everything. How do you yeah.
1: go about, like what's your thought process behind evaluating potential supplements, supplements or? or, or tests or something like that. And, and as they relate to your own personal journey and, and recommending them to other people.
0: I know I'm, one thing I'm like ingredients. I don't like additives or anything. So when I see like there's all these additives and weird stuff in it, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Also, I listen to so many podcasts and doctors. So I'm like the best of the best who are mm-hmm. taking this. Yeah. I, I trust it. Like yeah. you can go onto Mark Hyman's website and look shop his supplements. I'm like, okay, he's only going to have the best stuff sure. on there. Yeah. So that's kind of like you kind of look at the top of these. Biohackers, Mm -hmm. doctors. I'm like, if they're gonna, you know, sponsor that, then I feel better. Sure. Um. Also, somewhat word of mouth as well. Like, we're just in this space, so I hear like. But I also listen to a lot of podcasts, like you know, rituals. She Mm -hmm. did. She has a protein powder, which I'm not really big on vegan protein powders because they have heavy metals. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of stuff. She's done a lot of third party checking, and so like I just. I listen to so many podcasts mm-hmm. and, like, JS Health Supplement. Like, yeah. I trust these because I've heard so many amazing things and what they're doing sure. to research their products and, like, back it up. Um, So I kind of – I just it – it's a lot of time and yeah. work, so – one thing
1: one thing I consider is like I, I never know when someone's like selling or I
0: know or
1: actually it's hard for me to get the objective view. I tend I agree with you. I take the same approach. I like listen to smart people yeah. and I absorb like five <laughs> percent of what they say. And generally it's like, yeah, you should do this and it's generally good for these things. And I'm like, okay, that's enough for me. Yeah. And maybe I will cross-reference that with a few other people like, oh, okay, these three people all said the same thing and I trust each one. Okay, maybe maybe it's an echo chamber or (laughs) maybe there's actually something here. (laughs) But it is hard to, and I noticed this in the supplement space. I noticed this in the sort of alternative medicine space where it becomes like, it just, yeah, it's hard to say, was it just like, People all jumping on the bandwagon, or is it actually I know, like? Is because the,
0: you hear one, and then it just spreads on yeah, all podcasts. Oh, totally right. It's like yeah. one supplement. Yeah. It's like and, and,
1: whether it's good or bad. Yeah, right? like, and it's yeah. just
0: like you hear it all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. so,
1: and I, I think peptides are that way right now. They're experiencing. They have been experiencing that moment.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, peptides. I mean, I've had just good experience with peptides. Um, so I don't know if there's like you know. Bad ones, yeah, or whatever. Sure. But so I'm just hoping that I'm taking good peptides. Yeah,
1: and I think at the end of the day, it, everyone it does come. There's a level of personal responsibility of like doing. Not that you have to know all the science, but doing your own research to feel confident in a decision you're yeah. making.
0: And I'm I'm really picky about all my ingredients, mm. everything, because I'm just like I'm not gonna put. Crap, and you know my body. Yeah, I'm very like careful with that. <laughs>
1: yeah, fair.
0: So I just kind of do a lot of research when I'm taking, and then also I think too, you have to like kind of listen to your body. Because I think some supplements might really help me and not help someone else. Sure, totally. So, like, I'm always kind of just trying one out. And then I'm like, okay, I don't like how this is actually making me feel weird Mm. or, you know, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. great, tired or something. So I take it out, you know, because everyone has different levels of everything. So that's why I'm like, get your blood work because you could be stressing out your liver or your kidneys if you are overdoing a supplement as well. So, I'm very personalized with my supplements. That's good.
1: I tend to like, I, I tend to like if I don't notice an effect, I tend to like discontinue. There's some yeah. I'll take. There's a peptide called epitalon, which is really like supposedly good for your like long-term. It's good for your yeah. telomeres and an anti-inflammatory and a few other things, but you don't really yes. feel it. Okay,
0: so tell us all your got favorite banned. peptides. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell um, us. Okay, yeah, which ones yeah. have you tried?
1: I've tried a lot. You I've you probably tried say. like... Fifteen or so. Wow, I'm like a guinea pig. Like okay. I like I like and trying I've heard things doctors, out.
0: Doctors, you know, there was another podcast. She's big into peptides. She's here in Santa Monica. She's done all of them. She's like I phase them in and out. Yeah, you know, this one's good for this. Sure. This one's good for that.
1: And that was our strategy at first before some of these got banned was like to mix in the ones you really feel with the ones you don't feel and actually put a program together for people because Epitalon is it's very touted for longevity you only take it twice a year you do it like yeah. 2 weeks for twice a year and that's oh, all you do 2 need. weeks And and so then there's other ones you can kind of do a couple months here you could some of them you're on you could be on indefinitely so you're kind of like you can kind of mix and match over time
0: I know. And what I've heard is that it's like six weeks. You know, you can do them five. I don't know, too. This is like five days on, two days off for six weeks or something. Sure. Some of them. So, yeah, that whole industry, too, is like how much should I take? How often? Yeah, yeah. Like some people. Which is also
1: why you should probably be working with a doctor. (laughs) Um,
0: there's, there's like
1: more or less approved protocols that doctors are using. And then some doctors are kind of tweaking things, which is really cool. Are you cool. going
0: to a doctor for all your peptides?
1: I mean, my partner's a doctor, okay. so I get all his insights. And is he which looking is at your
0: blood work to see like which ones that he wants you on?
1: I've been doing blood work separately through my friend's company. Okay. And so are, we've kind of just been triangulating there. Okay. But, um, but you've
0: just been the guinea pig. I'm pretty
1: much like my <laughs> risk tolerance for many things is probably a little higher than some. And I wouldn't like, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily push that on other people. Have you but there's t- some, and that's why we even at the start, we were only focusing on peptides that are very, very tried and true and like have, as far as we know, the, like the lowest risk. Um, so in terms of favorite peptides, yeah, BPC-157 is the like... It's awesome, I, and it's one you feel, and yeah. so that's like I've, I've personally not maybe not everyone feels it, no, but I've, I've had many friends. And everyone
0: has said that that one has helped yeah. them their gut, whatever, gut just injuries. Heal. Yeah, I felt
1: it with inflammation and tendonitis specifically. Like it really helped my tendonitis. That one's great. Um, it has, uh, I think, it works on the gut brain axis, and it has it has like some neuroprotective effects as well. And then it's like systemic. It's like has anti-inflammatory characteristics, which is just good for all things longevity. Like yeah. all disease is an inflammation state, right? Yeah, yeah. So BPC is a great one. I love the growth hormone secretagogues. There's there's probably like six or eight peptides that all impact growth hormone, and they, they do it through two different pathways. We recommend a combo called CJC-1295 with ipamorelin, which mm-hmm. works on both pathways. Mm-hmm. Stimulates your pituitary to create more growth hormone in its own natural pulses mm-hmm. which is much different than taking growth hormone which like mainlines growth hormone yeah. into your body that the growth hormone secreted growth hormones like pleiotropic it has so many effects in your body it can impact your sleep it's like really about like repair and recovery. recovery.
0: too for fitness. Totally. I feel it, like when I take it, I'm like, I feel like my workouts, I'm definitely totally. like recovering.
1: That was like one of the first ones I took and I actually noticed like my recovery times were faster and yeah. I started leaning out yeah. at, with that as well. And that one- most doctors that I've worked with sort of recommend, like, that's one. They'll, st- many will cycle it maybe mm-hmm. two months on, one mo- month off, but mm-hmm. pretty much indefinitely. There's some stronger growth hormone secretagogues like MK677. Oh, yeah. Which is like pretty intense. You're only supposed to take that for two months at a time. Okay. That's why we kind of like the more like middle of the
0: road yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really like yeah. to go to the extremes. Totally. <laughs> like, to- and they all have
1: these like gnarly names and they sound like super like, <laughs> You're like, and it's, yeah, it sounds a little like mad scientist. Have you done
0: the one where um, there's one peptide that actually gives you a tan?
1: I've tried it. (laughs) I thought we were going to sell it and we've decided not to sell it. Okay. Okay. Um, it, there's a, li- there's some risk. It, it stimulates the melanocytes in your skin.
0: Was I reading too? Like it can, like for men, it kind of like, it, yeah, it
1: makes you horny. Yeah. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't notice that as much. Okay. Maybe. okay. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one I ended up getting, so, so the, the, the fear there, and again, it's not FDA approved, so we don't have the study. Yeah. Um, the fear and we didn't want to take the risk. It also just didn't, it didn't fit with our brand of like, we want to do like health and wellness. It's, I know, it's a little more it aesthetic. It is kind of,
0: yeah, it's, it's not really needed. I personally got
1: dark spots when I took it and I, w- I did get tan, but I got mm, dark spots that weird. have now faded. Okay. Um, But we decided against that one.
0: Uh, yeah. That's like way down my list. I'm like, I would yeah. rather take all the cellular I wouldn't rec- benefits. I not recommend then. that one. Okay.
1: BPC, CJC, epimorellin.
0: Tessa Morrellin. Um,
1: Tessa Morelin is similar. I don't know the exact differences. So I would say like if you're doing CJC and epimorellin, you don't need the Tessa Morelin. Yeah. Um, I've the heard that other-
0: that one is better than. Oh really? The okay. Ipimurelin. Okay, nice. It's to really lean you out, but Got then you. the other one too, the Teza, the new one that's come out, that's kind of like the semi-glutide.
1: Oh, terzepatide.
0: That's like the new one, that I is, believe.
1: That is the generic compound for the drug Monjaro.
0: Okay. Yes,
1: so that is a GLP-1. So semaglutide is a GLP-1 agonist. Terzepatide is a GLP-1 agonist and a GIP agonist, which is one more pathway at on. I couldn't tell you the science <laughs> Supposedly, past Supposedly,
0: that. that's supposed to really lean you it's, out. It's like, yeah.
1: But um, so those ones... Um, Thymusin alpha-1 for immune regulation, I've taken that one a few times, and I I felt like it has protected my immune system against things. Thymusin beta-4 is Mm. another very popular one. The issue with that one is it's 43 amino acids long, and the FDA had reclassified anything over 40 amino acids to be a protein, not a peptide, and thus compounding pharmacies were already having a hard time making thymusin beta-4. Um, and, and now it's like, (laughs) now it's just banned. Yeah, now it's just banned outright. (laughs) Um, but that one's really good. And then there's fragments of thymus and beta four TB 500 is one that's popular, which is a fragment of thymus and beta four, which is used for like muscle and injury recovery, sort of tendon issues and stuff like that. So those are pretty good. TB four, thymus and alpha one, BPC and CJC epimorellin. There's a few more. There's ones, um... There's ones for like cognition and memory that are like a mm. little like neuroprotective mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah. I've tried some of those. I felt a difference there. Um those are pretty much the ones I use. I those really are the just use BPC ones. and yeah. CJC-1295, like intermittently.
0: How often intermittently. are you taking Are you just taking you're like, oh, I'm going to take them for 6 weeks and then I'll go off of them and then I go back on." Or are yeah. you like specific? I'm
1: currently off of everything. Okay. I did a cycle of thymus and alpha one because my immune was feeling pretty compromised. I just keep some of that on hand. Yeah. Um
0: that's what you know, when that was the first one I took from my doctor. Okay. And he was giving that out to patients who were getting Like yeah. low immune sure. um recovery, like and then that was like the whole COVID thing. He was giving that to everyone yeah. for help them like boost their immune right. so that they're not like having these horrible side effects. Yeah. Know? So that was really beneficial. And there's actually, I think, a lot of studies that they they did on PubMed and stuff with the thymus and alpha-1. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's pretty, again, not to like go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but like it's pretty crazy that that peptide got banned because doctors were using it during COVID to help uh, people. When, again, FDA-approved drug, um, not a single bad clinically adverse outcome. Um, I heard it was it was on a podcast. It was one of the presidential candidates. Um, was it uh, Robert, Robert Kennedy, Kennedy Jr. And he was yeah. sort of telling the story how. And again, like I don't know my stance on this. This is the story I heard. Was that in order to get emergency use authorization for the vaccine, there couldn't be other drugs that have like there had to be like uh, like if there was another drug that could really help.
0: They didn't. They wouldn't
1: have gotten the emergency youth authorization for the vaccine. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure to not have these other drugs that could fight COVID, such that they could get the emergency youth authorization.
0: Uh. And so that
1: was the that was like the sort of conspiratorial story that I heard. But I've heard other doctors say like they've been using this drug for years with incredible yeah. outcomes Yeah, and they're just, they're, they're all livid that it's, it's going away.
0: Yeah. It's not, um, it's been very healing for people. And then just to take that away, it just seems like why, yeah. you know, <laughs> like we need more healing and health. Right. And people, like, yeah. We need to do all of it because a lot of people's health is declining. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of work to be done. And it, that's one thing it's like, Choosing to start a company in the health and wellness space is the most, it, it's so, even though we've had to pivot and I'm sure we'll pivot again, it's so rewarding and it's yeah. so fun. What you're doing is so cool, right? Because you're spreading yeah, awareness. I love you're it You're doing, so you're sort of like much. testing on yourself and it's as like you're everyone, going.
0: Yeah. And then you connect with like-minded individuals. Right. I feel like, you know, and it's my passion to have people feel better, you mm-hmm. know, and not be having like... Skin issues or eczema or, you know, gut issues and like, or they have no energy to go out. Yeah. So it's like, I'm always trying to also help people I come into contact with and, you know, just being like, hey, maybe try this or something, you know, so that you're not feeling this way. So, yeah. Um, It's
1: amazing to see that. And then to see, like I used to be a personal trainer and it was so fun to see people, you know, six months later and they're more confident, they have more energy, they're doing all these things.
0: Your health is everything. Like as soon as you have your health and you're like, and it also affects your mental state. so it's like you know the physical affects the mental and so like I feel healthier like mentally Mm. I feel more positive I feel more like Mm. I I don't know just there's so much that goes into it and I want everyone to feel this way because I've been on the other side of exhaustion brain fog like like lethargy at three o'clock in the afternoon where I'm like okay I'm like done you know let me drink like Twenty gallons of caffeine. Yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe you still do that. (laughs) If I feel
1: good, why not throw a little more caffeine in there? I agree. No, it's it's incredible, and I think more people are catching on to this. Yeah, it's like again going back to that physical health being the foundation for so many things. Right? It's a found. It can be a foundation for mental health. It can be a foundation for all these other things that enable people to do more yeah. and help others and really just like be a better service to the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think it's a great industry to be in. Everyone needs to work on their health. So, right, (laughs) your business, I'm sure, is going to thrive no matter where. What's the saying? It's
1: like if you want to change the world, start with yourself. Like, yeah, start with your health. So
0: true. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm a better person because I'm healthier. Like, I'm more excited and more positive to my family, you yeah. know, and to my friends because I have that energy. You and know? that has
1: a ripple effect as well.
0: Exactly. So that's why I'm like, everyone get out of your toxicity yeah. be a better person. Well, then there's, there's a lot
1: of ways to go about it too. So I think
0: that's like, that's an,
1: another frontier for people. And I think you're working on some ideas there too of like, how can you meet people where they're at and mm-hmm. give them and equip them with the best tools to start like, working on the areas of their life that they're going to see the most impact from. Yeah. I, that's really cool. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for the future biohacker Blondie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Well, thank you Yeah. so much for coming here. You know, I love this stuff, so um, we can talk forever, but what to end this, I have to ask you your three biohacks you want to say that have changed your life mm. or, um, yeah, your daily biohacks or whatever that you would I like it. to tell yeah, the audience. Yeah, thank you. So for me, I do
1: think physical activity and movement is number one, specifically strength training and mm-hmm. muscle mass building exercises. Muscle mass is one of the biggest predictors of overall longevity. Mm-hmm. As we age, we lose muscle mass. And just doing resistance exercise it impacts your brain, it impacts every system of your body. So I think that's like the biggest lever to move.
0: Everyone's you, the muscle is just yeah every, your me- metabolic health metabolic health your recover like all that is just so important. The resist do you use resistance bands or anything like how, what is your typical resistance training? I do a mix of
1: like like gym like you know deadlift squats um, okay I do hit I love more like so I do like zone two cardio I'll do a lot of cycling yeah. Um, I do some yoga, some pilates, I mix it up. I, yeah. I really do, but I'll do 2 to 3 days a week typically of like just weights. Okay. And then usually I only work out like 5 days a week usually. Okay. Um but yeah, just like heavy weights. Just okay. pick, pick up heavy things and put them down. It's like the best <laughs> therapy out there. <laughs> like such a bro, it's so but
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: So that's number one. Number two, I think is, um, stillness and mindset and, and just like awareness and meditation, call it what you want. Yeah. Um, tuning into your emotional state and being aware of things because that's like awareness, awareness precedes change. Like you pain. It's so funny, especially men. I think men don't pay attention to this stuff. It's like, I'm 33 years old and I just noticed that like, I'm like, well, why does it, What does my hand do that? You know? Or like, why does that feel that way? <laughs> We're just not aware of a lot of things. And I think I know. quieting so our mind and entering into that state. When, when I started meditating, it was like going to the gym for the first time. I felt like I unlocked all these things and not like I have a long way to go, but I think that's number two. And then number three is, I think it was like some sense of, purpose and meaning, which maybe plays into spirituality and like Mm. the bigger picture of life Mm -hmm. is like, why are we healthy, right? Like what (laughs) this whole like grand experiment of this like miracle of life, right? It's, it's, I think in today's day and age, there's a lot of apathy. There's a lot of struggling people. There's a lot of lost people. And I think when people have purpose and meaning, and I think a lot of that can come from serving others, from having a, basically having a cause that's bigger something bigger than yourself to be a part of um, and acknowledging that. Um, I think that brings a lot of peace and value and, yeah, it basically just it makes your life a more sort of complete. Because it's like if you have health, well, if you have physical think, health, and you're miserable and you have no purpose, then
0: I know. And we don't really ask ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. Totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> we don't ask that and
1: question. not that we have all the answers either. But I know. It's this journey. It's a journey. It's a good journey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So, anyways, thank you cool. so Thanks much for, for coming Jenny. on yep. here, talking all things biohacking peptides your company I'm so excited for the future of your company Lever's Health Lever's Health www.levers.health.
1: www.levers.health
0: yes everyone go check it out he's gonna be expanding soon
1: <laughs> got a lot of work to do yeah <laughs> this is just the beginning
0: I'm so excited for your future so thank you again for coming on and yeah
1: thanks for having me thanks Jenny <laughs>